Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. So glad to have you along. My name's Tom Short. Is it ever a good thing to feel bad? You know, I'm. some people would claim I'm an optimist. I think I'm just a man of faith. My daughter sent me a meme a while back. A pessimist looks at the glass half empty. An optimist looks at a glass half full. She said, I remind, me of the, I remind her of the person who just says, my cup overfloweth. And indeed, our cup does overflow. Uh, surely, goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life. Yet I have a question. Is it ever good to feel bad? I think it obviously is. We live in a broken world. We live in a world where there's often sin um, prevails for at least the short term. It can bother us. It can discourage us. It can depress us. Sometimes things in our own life are, or in our own past can cause us to feel bad, to feel sorrowful, to feel even hopeless. Is that ever a good thing? You know, there's a sorrow that is good and a sorrow that is bad. And Paul talked about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And let's pick up together today for our daily word. Let's pick up in verse 6. 2 Corinthians 7, verse 6. For God who comforts the depressed comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort with which he was comforted in you. As he reported to us your longing, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. For though I cause you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I see that the letter caused you sorrow, though only for a while. Okay? Paul had written him a letter. It caused him to be sorrowful, and he felt bad about it. But now he said, I don't regret it anymore. I don't regret that I made you feel bad, that I made you feel sorrowful, although he had for a while. Verse 9, I now rejoice, not that you were made sorrowful, but that you were made sorrowful to the point of repentance. For you remain sorrowful according to the will of God, so that you might not suffer loss in anything through us. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Do you ever say something that makes someone feel bad? I sure have. And sometimes afterwards, I feel bad about it. Or you might feel bad about it. But if we realize that that caused a person to have a change of heart and lead them to repentance then we would feel good about what we did. It's kind of like disciplining a child. I don't know any parent who likes to discipline a child. It's, it, you know, the old adage, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Well, it may not be totally true, but there's some truth to it. No one likes to see their, their child suffer or have pain. It makes us feel bad too, unless it leads to its desired result of true repentance on their part, of a change of life on their part. And so Paul's saying this, I made you feel sorrowful. What was he sorrowful over? Well, it turns out back in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, <clears throat> there was someone living in sexual immorality. As a matter of fact, they were living with their father's wife, were sleeping with their father's wife, more than sleeping with their father's wife. And the church had been tolerant of this. The church, probably like today, who knows? Well, you know, we're forgiving and all this stuff. And so everybody knew this was happening, but nobody said anything about it. 
And Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 5 that this is wrong, weakening the church. It's like leaven in the church and the sin will spread. You've got to deal with it. You've got to basically put this person out of the church. You can't let them keep fellowshipping with you. Don't even eat with such a one. And he said, someone who names the name of Christ, who wants to be part of your fellowship, who's living in, in overt, obvious, rebellious, blatant sin, the church needs to take a stand against that because that's contrary to what we believe and who we are as the people of God. That was 1 Corinthians chapter 5. You can read there if you like. And the people obviously did it. Now, not everybody. In, in 2 Corinthians, he said most of the people agreed to that. Most of the people followed Paul's instruction there. Some didn't, but most did. And, but it was tough. It was hard. If you've ever been involved in a church discipline situation, you love people, and, and, and to, to take a stand to take a, a, you know, against sin, that can be difficult, especially if you know the person and love the person. Because you can think, boy, we're not loving him, we're, this isn't going to work, and so on and so forth. It takes faith and obedience to do that. Well, most of the church did it. And it was sorrowful in the church, it was sorrowful to the person to whom it was done, but it led to repentance. We just read this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, I believe. We won't go there right now. It led to their repentance of the, of the offender. And Paul, so Paul says, I know I caused you sorrow. It was difficult on me. I even, you know, I felt bad about it. But I realized that sorrow led you to repentance. And now I'm glad I did it. Folks, there are times in our lives that we need to take a stand for what's good and right in the hopes that it will lead a person to repentance. You know, there's a, a lot of churches in the 80s and 90s and probably still, they would advertise, we are a guilt-free church. We won't make you feel guilty if you come to our church. We won't make you feel bad. This is a church where you come and you'll feel good. Now, there's nothing wrong with feeling good, especially if you're the people of God, okay? If you're saved and forgiven, nothing wrong with feeling good. But if you're inviting unbelievers into your church and telling them, we're not going to make you feel bad, come on. Feeling bad, feeling sorrowful, feeling guilty is what leads a person to repentance. You know, if you're, it's kind of like Jesus said, I've come to, to uh, the good physician, I've come to heal the sick. It's not the healthy that need a doctor, it's the sick who need the doctor. Nobody says, I'm feeling fine, so I'll go see the doctor. They say, I'm, I, I feel sick, so I need to go see the doctor. And if a person is sick, and we're telling them, no, you're not, why are they going to let the doctor, you know, you, you, can, you could be the best surgeon in the world. You could be world-renowned. I'm not going to let you operate on me if I don't think i got a problem. But if I realize I have a problem, I'll let you operate on me. I might even let less than the best surgeon in the world operate on me if I realize I've got a serious problem. And when we tell people when we don't want them to feel bad, a guilt-free church or a guilt-free relationship, or we never speak up against what, what is wrong so that uh, so that they would feel bad, so they'd feel sorrowful. We don't want to make someone feel that way. We might just be, be blocking the path to their repentance. And so this is what Paul was saying. 
I felt bad what I said to you guys. And sometimes I feel bad. Sometimes you felt like, again, you may discipline your children. Feel, I felt bad about it. It hurt me too, you know, or you might reprove someone. Or you might point out someone's sin and you feel bad about it. But what's the hope? That they too would realize and their eyes would be open to the seriousness of what they've done so that it might lead to repentance. Now, Paul says here, there is a sorrow of the world. Let's continue reading. Verse 8, for though I caused you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I see that the letter caused you sorrow, though only for a while. I now rejoice, not that you're made sorrowful, but that you're made sorrowful to the point of repentance. For you were made sorrowful according to the will of God, so that you might not suffer loss in anything through us. For the sorrow that is according to the world, to the will of God produces repentance without regret, leading to salvation. But the sorrow of the world produces death. This is the difference, my friends. Sometimes sorrow that is according to the will of God, or just like child discipline that's according to the will of God, or reproof that's according to the will of God, it will produce repentance a change of mind and a change of heart that leads to salvation, that leads to whether eternal salvation or just a victory over sin. But sorrow of the world produces hopelessness, discouragement, despair. It causes us to just give up, say there's no, there's no hope. Why even try? Nothing can change. It paralyzes us. And so, my friends, what would I, what would I say in our own lives or in the lives of others? As we're talking, we've been talking here about moving forward in this new year. In our own lives, let me encourage you. If there's things in your past that just depress you, discourage you, make you feel bad, make you feel like, like, boy, I really blew it. You know, I, I made it. It's a terrible mistake. So on. Okay, we have that. Now, the sor- if that sorrow is of the world, just causes you to stay in that depression, stay in that discouragement, and it paralyzes you so that you're stuck. That's not the sorrow according to the will of God. The sorrow that's according to the will of God will cause you to say, yeah, that was wrong. That was bad. I really blew it. I made some terrible mistakes, but I can repent of this. I, I, can, come, I can bring my sin to Jesus and find forgiveness in him, but I can also, I can change. I don't have to keep repeating the same mistake. I can change. I can be, uh, my behavior can change, my mind can change, my life can change. The sorrow, there can be sorrow according to the will of God, but at least repentance and, and a new life, a salvation, a change. Sorrow of the world, we just get stuck in discouragement, we're paralyzed. So let me ask you, when you think of your past, and it makes you sorrowful, thinks of things you've done that can't be undone, they're done, they can't be undone. Okay, we have a God who forgives. And we have a God who can take even the worst of our past and turn it. He, he can work all things together for good. Romans 8, 28. We have a God who can restore, as it says in Joel, what the locusts ate. And even judgments that it might have come our way or, or whatever may have come negative in our life. Our God can restore what we've lost. That's the God we serve. So, are you sorrowful about something in your past? Is it weighing on you? 
take it to God. Say, God, I claim my forgiveness and I repent and I want to experience this new life and, and a new beginning that I don't want to let that hold me back. I want a new life, new beginning. A sorrow according to the will of God leads to repentance and life. The sorrow of the world just leads to death. Make sure you don't have the wrong type of sorrow. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We love you today. And we thank you that you are a God that, that can take us in our brokenness and in our sin and our failures. And you can take our past that we've, where we've blown it and made mistakes and sinned. And it can seem like it's broken forever and there's no hope. We want to thank you, God, that you have ways that you devise. Thank you. You're bigger than our problems. You're bigger than our mistakes. And you're bigger than our sin. You are a God who forgives. You are a God who, who heals. You are a God who takes what we have, the, the mistakes we've made, the way we've blown it. And you not only forgive us, but you bring salvation. You bring new life. You bring victory. Thank you. You can restore and you can make new what was damaged. We praise you and we bless you. I pray, Father, today for anyone to, joining me today on this video. <clears throat> I pray today, Father, that you would give hope and faith and any sorrow that we have would be according to the will of God, that we would have hope and we'd have faith. We would claim our forgiveness. We would ask how you want us to change and we'd move forward. Deliver us, Lord, from a sorrow according to the world that just brings us down and discourages us and, 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 and leads paralyzation that we're paralyzed and leads ultimately to a dead end road leads to death i pray father for this give us this hope give us this faith give us this encouragement that we can make our lives really count we pray for this give us a true repentance a, 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 from the heart i pray lord i pray for each one of us if there's things in our past that we'd have a true repentance from the heart we bless you today. We give you this day. We pray, Lord, for strength today. We pray for the joy of the Lord to fill us. We pray for hope. We pray, Father, that we'd be filled with love for others. Pray, Lord, for those who are sick and suffering today, that you'd give them healing and recovery quickly. We pray all these things, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Say, I, I myself didn't, if you, if you get my daily email, you might not have gotten one last night. I, Little, little under the weather last night and today. I'm feeling good this very minute, but I'm battling kind of a head and chest cold. Don't know if it's more than that or not. We'll see. But uh, from our faith walkers, I'm getting reports of different people who were who came home got sick, and uh, some of them have COVID. But we'll see. And um, and as I understand it, most symptoms as of now are pretty mild. But I'm hoping again and praying. There's a lot of sick people in our country right now and in our world that we'll just endure, get strong, get recovered, and our eyes will be on God in the midst of it. Yeah, we trust that science can provide us some, we, we trust God, science is a study of truth and God gives healing here on earth, but our eyes ultimately are on God. So glad that you have joined me today, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, right here as we continue to look into the Word of God and pray each day. So make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button. If you're back here day by day, I love you guys. I believe in this new year, let's make a commitment and develop a habit 
of, of letting God's word feed us day by day, bit by bit, day by day, making us stronger, making us more godly. The word of God is what changes our lives. You've got to be in it yourself, and it's great to hear someone teaching it. So that's why we're here, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Tell your friends. Let's spread the word. God bless you. We'll see you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.